Welcome into another amazing episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. And a, a very special show today. we got a special guest with us, Thor Nystrom from NBC Sports Edge. Going to join us today. Thor, we really appreciate your time today, man. There is a possibility you might be on mute. It's on the bottom right. We've... We've been struggling to let people know. <laughs> Technical difficulties happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But we are going to have Thor. There he is. Almost. We're going to have, <laughs> have Thor on uh, to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Uh, him and I both have a very strong interest in the video game NCAA 14, so we're going to get to talk to him about that. Also, Big Country, you and I are going to preview a lot of the Super Bowl today, too. Um, I am excited about it. I will say we had a little bit of a, a Thursday night. Uh, yeah, it was uh, quite the evening, that is for sure. Um, ended up being a better night than I expected. You know, Usually we go out and it's like, all right, it's going to be a good time, have a couple drinks. Last night was just, I don't know, it was just a different night. It was kind of one of those nights that, you, again, you don't expect to be as good as it was. And I'm getting pizza. I think at one point we're all standing there. I was like, you know, it sounds really good right now. It's kind of sitting down, bullshitting, and having some pizza. And then that's exactly what we did. Ordered some Domino's, got some Sprite. Perfect night. Yeah. Hang just a couple guys being dudes, you know. Is that how it went? I think. I don't know. That's what I would say. <laughs> I didn't do anything stupid last night. No, we didn't. Surprisingly. No. Uh, but, you know, also we had the trade deadline last night. I don't know if you got to see it or not as we tried it. We're going to try to get Thor on here today uh, with the trade deadline stuff. Yesterday we had James Harden and we had Ben Simmons finally get traded for each other. I thought this trade was dead. I didn't know what was going on with it. I didn't know if it would ever happen. It finally did yesterday. And I, I think it's an amazing move for both teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, once you explained it to me in a way of like, hey, it's going to help the Nets kind of spread everything out. You don't have to worry about three scores doing as much. And now they're deeming, you know, the New York Nets is just kind of a, oh, like a big two. I think Big Simmons can still be a part of that big three. Just don't be expecting him to be a primary score. Like, it's okay for him to, you know, be able to attack the lane and then get rebounds and be a defensive player. That's going to help the team out as well. And then when you look at Philadelphia, it's like, man, you win in a way if you get a prime shooter outside which is what you've been looking for and wanting and you had a little bit of a star in jimmy butler there in philly and, and just ruined that relationship and you've been kind of looking for one ever since you were hoping ben simmons would step into that role and he clearly did not but now that you got mb down on the post who's going to be a big man and who can play outside a little bit as well and then help james harden in that it's going to be a great mixture i think this is a win for both teams realistically yeah and it looks like thor we got you now buddy uh very excited to have you on I'm in, I think. There it is. That's the voice. 
the voice that the people wanted to hear this morning. They get enough of me in big country, uh, but we do. We really appreciate you. Uh, I know this call-in app, is, it's a new thing. I really enjoy it. It's, it's a mixture of live radio and podcasting, but we appreciate you uh, coming on today to talk about the Super Bowl, uh, but also the game that we love, NCAA 14. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before I was, I was, I couldn't hear the audio. I was actually my, it was Bluetooth up into my bathroom. So like, yeah, I, I feel like my father, but yeah, I, I, I'm in and uh, I actually have my, my, my PlayStation turned on because I, I, I wanted to have the roster, the new rosters up so we could even go through the, the, the new roster pack for, for NCA 14 if, if we wanted to. So I'm ready to dork out with you guys. I'm ready to talk about my Super Bowl bets, whatever we need to get into. I'm, I'm super pumped to be with you guys today. I, let's start with your Super Bowl bets because I feel like I could probably talk to you about NCAA 14 for days. Uh, so who who are you liking in the Super Bowl? I like the Bengals. Um, I, I like the Bengals in an upset. I'm certainly taking them with the points, but you know, like I'm sort of skeezed out by the the Rams a little bit. Like you know, in terms of you know what we've seen of them and. Um, you know, what we've seen of the, of, of the Bengals here, you know, coming back, uh, you know, in, in, in the last game, um, and then, you know, <laughs> sort of what we saw, you know, with, with Burrow and, and Chase and LSU in, in 2019 and the progression of what we saw of that team, you know, at the end of the season, you know, and, and, and the progression of like, um, you know, the, the end of the season, you know, j- just like blowing out all those teams, you know, and, 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 you know, coalescing, you know, you know, all the way to the end of the season, you know, just like, you sort of see some similarities between that team and, and, and this team. And uh, I, I don't know, I, I wouldn't count that, that you know, that, this Bengals team out. You know, it seems like some people are doing that, but uh, I'm not going to count them out at all. I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I got some confidence in this team. I don't know. No, I'm right there with you. And the reason why is because I feel like as a Chiefs fan, I overlooked Cincinnati in the regular season, and then they smacked them, you know, right there in the regular season going to the playoffs and it's like well i think they can beat the raiders they barely scooped by them and it was like i'm actually going to pick them to upset tennessee they barely scooped by them and it was like now kansas city is going to blow them out and then it was like here comes cincinnati again barely scoops by them in overtime and it's you know if they barely scoop by somebody in the super bowl you still win the football game and you still win the super bowl and you're still champions like that's just all they have to do they just have to keep being the bengal sides for me personally i'm right there with you thor it's it's kind of hard to pick against this team right now with the way they're playing it for sure is, yeah, um, and you know, and specifically, like you know, I, I think the Rams have some deficiencies in terms of their their coverage in the intermediate area, and I, I think that's something that the Bengals can for sure attack. Um, you know, that obviously the Rams have have a very good pass rush, and that's something that you know they're going to be um, you know looking to leverage there against the the Bengals' offensive line. But you know, I, I think you know Taylor and Burrow, they're going to be looking to get that ball out super quick. Um, you know, if we're looking at props in this game, and you're looking at like. Um, you know, obviously we have an extensive uh, Super Bowl prop list. I think I- I'm looking at the over for for guys like Tyler Boyd uh, receptions. I'm looking at the over for Joe Mixon um, because those are guys. I think they're going to try to get them the ball out, uh, you know, super quick in that intermediate area because uh, they're going to want to get the ball out quick to beat that pass rush. Um, uh, those are two guys specifically, maybe even the tight ends as well. Um, you know, because again, yeah, you know, you are going to have some deep opportunities as well. But especially initially, you know, um, the Bengals have started out very slow. You know, in, in, you know, in these, you know, especially in these, these playoff games, they're going to want to, um, you know, especially, you know, initially, um, you know, as, as we start this out, 
you know, getting Burrow comfortable, not wanting to get him hit, you know, as this game starts out, beating that pass rush, try, try to get the ball out quick in the intermediate area, um, you know, go at, at the Rams' weakness and get away from their strength. I, I think going over on Boyd uh, reception, going over on, on Mixon reception, maybe looking at the Bengals' tight ends, those are some of the areas that I'd be looking at in terms of the props. Yeah, I like those too. I think everybody is very focused on Jamar Chase, but defenses know that. And they know that they can, you know, try to take him away. I, I, you know, guys like T. Higgins have had big games before. Uh, I'm still not really ready to talk about how they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, but, you know, for T. had a very good game in that one. So I, I do think that you're right that we could get some of these guys going off and they could potentially, you know, it's going to be somebody like Joe Mixon getting a lot of receptions. It's going to be Tyler Boyd getting a lot of receptions. In this game, and I think it is going to be very close. I, I think I saw it's like a three-and-a-half-point spread on this one, too. I, I know you said that you're, you're kind of betting Bengals. Is it, are you rooting for the Bengals as well, or are you going Rams in this one? I would be rooting for the, the Bengals as well, I think. Um, <laughs> I mean, just because, you know, you guys know I'm, I'm a college football fan, so the – from the 2019 team, I, the LSU team, it doesn't get much better than that. And so the the story, you know, from that team, uh, you know, being able to that Burrow and Chase going onto this Bengals team, uh, you know, I, I don't know how you 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 top that story of of those two guys going onto this Bengals team. And then, you know, of course, Jamar Chase was a was a Kansas commit, as, as you guys know. And then, you know, he, he went to, to LSU and. If, if, if Les Miles, uh, you know, hadn't taken over, uh, you know, Kansas from David Beatty, Jamar Chase may have gone to Kansas. So, I mean, that, you know, that, that's a heartbreaking thing for me. But, um, you know, the, like that whole thing, I, I just think that's, that's cool from sort of a storyline perspective. But um, I, I just think that'd be cool, you know, if, if the Bengals end up sort of pulling this off. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I'll be, you know, pulling for the Bengals, uh, you know, just from a fan perspective, yeah. So when you you mentioned the overs earlier on taking Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon, do you think Joe Mixon will have a big game on the ground too, or are you kind of expecting the Rams defense? Because I don't think that's something that's been really discussed much this week is how effective Joe Mixon has been on the ground this season, including in the playoffs at times where it's like, hey, you could kind of in the goal line. This guy isn't one to mess around with. So I do wonder if that's maybe a storyline that a lot of people have overlooked, but do you think Joe Mixon could be a huge factor in this football game? They... You know the 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 I, Zach Taylor needs to be more uh, diversified in his play calling is is the way that I would put that and I, I think you guys would agree with that. You know, th- there's the thing of like people know that they run on first down every time, and then you know you, you know that they do that, and then you sort of know what they're going to do on second down, and it sort of goes from there. And then they're not as aggressive in the red zone, and then you know they're they're kicking all the field goals. Um, I, I'd like them to shake it up a little bit more. Um, and then, you know, it would open up the other stuff. Um, I, I think you're going to see, you know, effectiveness with Mixon as far as in the receiving game. Um, and, and I think you could take advantage of, you know, I, I think Mixon could break some stuff off, taking advantage of, of guys like Von Miller pinning his ears back as a pass rusher. Um, and and you, you could sort of take advantage of some of those rushing lanes. Absolutely. But to do that, the Rams have to know that the run isn't coming. And again, if, if, if you know that, you know, it's, it's, it's like when you're batting, you know, in, in baseball and you know that the, the first pitch is going to be a fastball down the middle every single time. You know, like I, I, I'm a Twins fan. Uh, Joe Maurer, every single first pitch, he always took it. And so, like, 
the, the pitcher on the other side, he'd just throw a, a first-pitch fastball down Broadway every time because you knew you'd get the first-pitch strike. So, like, if the defense knows that the mix is going to be running, the, you know, the, the, first, the first down every time, it makes it a little bit easier to defend. Um, I, I would like the Bengals to, to defer, you know, again, diversify the playbook a, a little bit more this time. And I think you'd see a little bit more effectiveness with the run just by diversifying the, the, the play calling a little bit more. If they can do that, I think you'll see uh, more effectiveness by Mixon as a runner just by doing that. All right, Thor. I, I think that's enough Super Bowl. Uh, you, you mentioned something earlier that sparked my interest. Uh, you were talking about NCAA 14, and did I hear you correctly? You already have rosters. Does that mean for this coming season, like 2022, 2023 season? Not so – they they haven't updated it for like the 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 next one but it's it's the updated okay. one for like the the cap on on this past season so like they everyone who is declared for um you know like for for this coming class they put them as redshirt seniors so you can't have them for another season um and you know but they haven't um you know they they haven't like um you know, transferred everyone to the new, like Spencer Rattler isn't on South Carolina, for instance, but they, you know, they have put him as a, as a red shirt, you know, like the, the guys who have left for the, the NFL draft, they put them as red shirt seniors. If, even if they're a, you know, a red shirt sophomore in real life, for instance. Yeah. I, you know, can you walk us through that process uh, for maybe the people that don't know? Cause honestly, I, I'm sure that you get these questions as well. I get people asking me all the time about like, where do you find new rosters? How do you get them? What do you do? So can you walk us through that process for the people that maybe don't know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so there's um, on th- there's a forum on uh, – it's called Operation Sports, and there's there's a, a group of dedicated savages who they update the, the rosters every single year and throughout the season. Um, there's like, you know, eight guys. And then, um, you know, whether it, you have uh, PlayStation or whether, whether you have Xbox, you can download the roster, um, you know, and, and – you, you can do it online, um, so they, they'll have like a, um, uh, you know, like a, I guess uh, an I, a user ID, you know, that you can put into your your system. So, so if you have online access, you can do it that way. Or if if you if you don't if you can't do it directly, if you have a thumb drive, you can do it that way through through your thing to to get the um, the updated thing. So right now, I'm I'm looking at the updated roster right now. So so this is the up to date one. The top-rated guy in the game is Aiden Hutchinson. He's the only 99 in the updated rosters. Uh, Kyle Hamilton's a 98. Kenneth Walker's a 98. Tyler Linderbaum, my boy, is a 98. Um, you know, you just go down. Davis from uh, uh, Georgia's a 98. Evan Neal's a 98. Um, you know, and, and, and on and on. Um, and so, so yeah, you know, they update those rosters and then you have, uh, the college football revamped those guys, they, they went in and they actually, uh, uh, went in and, and, and they figured out how to recode the game where it's actually, um, like, like dif- differing graphics, you know, where, where they went in and, um, they figured out how to, to make the game look different, you know, like, like they have coastal Carolina's field, you know, where it's like the aqua field. You know, and, 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 and stuff like that. they they put them in. They got um they put in Appalachian State into the game. Um, you know, some of these different teams that, that weren't in it, um, you know, and, and took out like um Idaho and, 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 and stuff like that. Um and, 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 and then they, they switched the rosters too. That requires different downloads and stuff like that. But that that's one of the ways that, you know, that, you know, obviously the game hasn't come out since two thousand and thirteen. You know, it's called fourteen, but it hasn't come out since thirteen. But that's one of the ways that 
we've been able to keep playing it since 2013 just because the rosters have been updated every year since then. So we, we've kept playing online dynasties every year since then. So with the NCAA 14, we know that's you know, the last time it's been out. But looking forward to the next game, that whenever it eventually comes out, is there anything that you're looking forward to that you want to be changed or stay the same in terms of the game itself? So, so many things, so many things. Um, I mean, okay, so one, one primary thing, online dynasties, you can only have 12 people in them. One, one thing I want, I don't understand why that can't be unlimited. What, why can't it be 130? Or why can't it be 50? Why can't you have 50 people? Why can't you have 60 people? Why can't you have, why can't you have 130 people? So, th- so that's one thing I want changed. I, I want unlimited or 60 or 80. You know, I want, I want a bunch more people in. Um, another thing in um, the best aspect of the, the reason that the NCAA uh, franchise is, is much, much better than Madden. Well, there's a billion reasons it's a better franchise than, than Madden. But one of the primary reasons is the recruiting aspect of it. You can make that even better. And, and, and one aspect that you can make better or, or an ad that you can make to it is the transfer portal. We, we don't have a transfer portal element right now. Um, this aspect you can make much better because right now in the game, you can really stack your team, especially if, if you, you know how to recruit, and, and I know how to recruit pretty good. People don't leave your, your team, you know, typically. Like, you'll have some guys leave, but, you know, four years into a dynasty, I'll have, I'll have a roster that has 399 quarterbacks. That's not really fair. Those guys should be leaving my team. In, in, a, in a game that's realistic, they will be, you know, and, and they'll be testing the, the transfer portal and leaving, you know, if, if, if it's like it is in real life now. So, you know, in, in, a, in a new game now, we'll have a transfer portal like it is now, and, and we'll have uh, NIL deals and stuff like that, and, and, and people testing the waters and stuff like that. That's going to be a fascinating new element as well. Um, so so, so that, that, that's another um, aspect that I, I would like to see. So, so you would have, you know, essentially two concurrent uh, uh, recruiting uh, dichotomies going on at the same time, where it's, you, you'd have the high school recruiting going on, and then you're also sort of recruiting uh, current players as well, guys that you could plug in, uh, you know, p- plug into immediate holes as well. And, you know, even with the game, I know I'm a huge nerd of it too. So I- I'm sorry if you're not as big of a fan as Thor and I are. Austin, I know you're a little bit too, but uh, I think you can do it like how they do it already with the game, it, with the recruiting throughout the season. Those are your like high school players. And then you have that little off-season recruiting stage, that like last signing day thing. That that's your transfer portal, guys. That's where you are getting. Because you're right. I've done, I've edited players sometimes. In fact, no, he should be a better recruit than he is. He's an 85 now, and to where I'll get like two 99 quarterbacks, or you know, two really good quarterbacks. Even if you have like a a quarterback that's an 85 and an 86, somebody's leaving. They're not both going to stay there. And I also think that as much as I loved NCAA. Uh, Players never leave early. You can talk everyone into coming back. Like you're going to have a dude that is just amazing and win three Heisman's, and he's like, "Nope, coming back for year four, so I can take Central Michigan to the Natty." A, a thousand percent. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, whether the guy leaves early for the NFL, whether or you know, in that situation where he's had success, um, you know, far more ubiquitous, or, or whether he's stuck behind the kid and he he wants to leave, like. Uh, uh, you know, for, for instance, uh, in real life, let's say um, just one example, uh, Jace Reuter, right? He was stuck behind uh, Sam Howell at UNC. So he left for North Texas um, in, in NCAA football. That wouldn't happen, right? Like, he, you know, Jace Reuter, he just stays at, at, at UNC forever. 
Um, you know, in, in real life, that doesn't happen. So you, you'd like to see a little bit more of that where, you know, if, if you get a situation where, where you have a kid stuck behind some, you know, he, he's, he's going to leave. You, you'll, you'll see more movement like that. Um, and and it, it opens up a lot, a lot more of that stuff. So I, I, I'd like to see a lot more of that. Um, and, and you, you see more movement um, and you wouldn't see as much stacking of the rosters as well. It would make it more realistic um, and open a lot more um, possibilities up as well. Who's your uh, who's your go to team if you, if you only have one team that you can start a, a dynasty with, but it can be any team. Who's your team? It, probably Army or 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 else just the, yes. You, you know, go on the bottom of the barrel. I I always go you know one star to to start out with and and and, and try to build it up. So, um, it, you know, it was typically Army, but now Army's a little bit better. Um, so like in the new game, you know, they'll probably be more like a two star, maybe even a three. We'll, we'll see because Monkins built them up a little bit. So, you know, maybe in the new game, uh, um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of who who a, who a one star would be in, in in the new one. But you know, s- someone who would be very, very, very bottom of the barrel there. That that used to be mine as as well. I would go with Army, and I always felt bad if I I changed up the offense. You know, if I started running some spread offense with Army. But those uniforms are great in NCAA 14. And I, you have to start with a, a lower tier team. You can't just go in there and be like, oh, I'm going to take over. One of these blue bloods, like taking over with Alabama is just not the same as, you know, running it with Army and building them into a powerhouse. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I just, so I, um, you know, I, after the season, so in season, you know, it's, it's college football season. You're, you're covering college football, but like out of season, that's NCAA football season. So like, you know, after the college football season ended, I, I just started up a new dyno and I, I, I started up with Bowling Green, you know, and so I was like Matt McDonald and then. They, they got a pretty solid tight end. So I was, I was thrown to the tight end. They got a decent receiver and, you know, I, I was doing that sort of a thing, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you're building up a, you know, one-star program. Akron was, was another team that I liked, although they, they had a, a decent uh, running back dollar that had gotten kicked out the team. Now they don't really got anyone, you know, anybody else, but you know, you're, you're just, sort of, it's like one playmaker that you're sort of forcing the ball to. He's getting, you know, 250 touches or whatever, but you know, and then that kid becomes like a, you know, a Heisman front runner or whatever. When I was in undergrad, there was, um, you know, whatever year that was with the, the NCAA game, I, I forget what year this was. I'll, I'll be dating myself if I even, you know, toss out the year it was, but um, FAU, uh, I, I remember they, they had a, a quarterback who was like, um, he was like 67 overall or 66 overall. He wasn't even their starter. He might've even been their third string quarterback. He was a freshman, but he was the fastest quarterback in the game. I remember. And his name in real life was, McKenzie Severone or like something like that but you know I, I had him named but he was like a 93 speed like like I said he was the fastest quarterback in the game and anyhow I ended up winning like three Heismans with him because I, I would just scramble around with him and I ended up DMing him on on Facebook and t- t- told him I you know I won three Heismans with you you know just running around I showed him you know and he was very excited about it you know and, and everything we became friends on on Facebook or whatever and he didn't end up you know playing he, he ended up transferring somewhere else and you know did something else with his life but you know, it's just kind of funny the way the NCAA football just, you know, making connections and stuff like that. I do love how that game itself has just built an entire community of just college football lovers and video game lovers as well in terms of just like, this game hasn't been made anymore. Let's all just come together and still make it one of the best games that are most talked about games out there. And I think it's probably helped NCAA more than they've realized in terms of the next game coming out. Because those sales are going to be through the roof whenever they get finished. So the last question I have for you in terms of NCAA, um, 
with the new one coming out, has anyone reached out to you to kind of like consult for the new game or want you to be a part of it or kind of help promote or anything like that? No, but I, I truly wish that they would because there's there's concerns that I have about you know like the um, you know when they when they make the new one like there's 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 certainly pratfalls that they could fall into you know with with the production of it you know because you know it's it's a daunting task right like it's you, you have this iconic franchise that they haven't you know they haven't put out the game when they do put out the game they won't have put it out for like a decade and you know the the concern is that you know you. You, you put out something that that is not uh, analogous to to the the thing that that people love, and you know I I have ideas for you know things that you could do to make it better, um, and and the concern is that you 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 know that the the changes and the alterations that they end up making that that they they fall more in line with uh, some of those things that that people uh, criticize, for instance, the Madden franchise for it. You know that they're they're, they're more like. Uh, you know, more like uh, how would you say, like the the Madden franchise uh, type. Uh, you know, th- things that the people ended up, uh, you know, sort of turning away from the Madden franchise mode for. Um, you know, and, and and I stopped playing the, the Madden franchise mode because it, it just ended up being sort of the same thing uh, over and Copy over and again. Paste. Yeah, and I, you know, but like, you know, it, I'm going to end up playing NCA. You know, either way, uh, just because I, I love the game so much, but I I would absolutely love to to, to consult on, uh, on the new game just because I'm I'm a sick goat. I I played this game a thousand times, so you know, if anyone's out there, call me. Just same, brother. I would love to be a part of that group. Like, let's just go, let's travel, let's lock ourselves in a conference room somewhere and figure this thing out. Uh, because I'm I'm right there with you. I love it. I I've been playing it since I was a, a child uh, for as long as I can remember. Like PlayStation. Just PlayStation, no number. It was just PlayStation going through, and I don't know about you. I used to try to name all the players. So, like my brother Matt and I, we would get the game, and of course, before you could connect to the internet and just download a roster, I, I was going through and trying to name every single player on every single team, and it would take months. So, I mean, I go to the same source as you. I go to Operation Sports, and I'll find those updated rosters. That there's a whole thread. It's it's a throwback message board, but every once in a while I'll go through and I'll check and I'll find those updated rosters that they have and, and bless those guys who do it because they are they are just working their ass off to do it. And I know they catch some heat too, but it is phenomenal. Uh, last question, when do you think we'll get a new game? Because I know that a lot of people were thinking maybe even this summer. They put out that little announcement, little flyer that they thought maybe it would happen this summer. I, I think maybe next summer might be a more accurate estimate of when we'll get the game. But I honestly, I don't, I don't even know if next summer will work. Well, first off to, to, to the thing that you were just saying, Mello, that, that uh, resonated with me deeply because that's what me and my friends used to do specifically me and me and my friend, Mike, initially me and my friend, Mike, we were the only ones naming the rosters. And so it would be me and Mike, we would be switching the, um, you know, you used to have the, the memory card, Right. And so we would pass the memory card just between he and I. And then we would get more, you know, as we went uh, deeper in, we got more friends playing the game. It became, you know, as we got into sophomore year and junior year in high school, it became we would pass it every day in high school. And so then it would be a different guy would have it. So, you know, it'd be like on, on Monday, you go into school, it'd be Bryce's day. And then that day, he, you know, he, he would have three teams assigned to him or two, two teams. So he'd have to go home. You know, he'd have UNC and Miami and he would have to finish those teams that night. And then he'd bring it back. And then, you know, you know, maybe it's me that night and I have three teams and I have to finish those three teams. 
And then, you know, Mike's got it the next night. And he's he's got to finish three teams. So so that's how we sort of went through. And, you know, by, by the end, you know, by the time we got to September, we were hoping to be done with as many teams as, as we possibly could. Um, and, and, you know, and then, you know, by, you know, whatever it was, I, I don't know, finally by senior year or whatever, that, that was when it, it was finally to the point where um, someone had figured out the idea of, you could buy a memory card that had all the rosters preloaded for like 30 bucks. That, that was the first time that that had happened. You could buy it on eBay. And I just thought that was the coolest idea ever. But before then you had to, to name them all yourself, which I, I was happy to do, you know, like, I mean, the fact that you could even name them yourself, I thought was the coolest thing. And, and to be able to buy all the names for 30 bucks was, was awesome. And the fact you can get them all, all now for free is, is just crazy. So, um, and, and the fact that, I mean, now that with the NIL, what, you know, the new game, they're just going to be on there. It, it, it's just the, the coolest thing ever. As far as the, um, you know, when the game's going to come out, you you would think there would be zero impediment to the game coming out this summer. Like, I, I don't understand why it's not. You know, like, we knew that, that, that the announcement for the NIL thing was going to come when it did, right? Like, there was no surprise that the NCAA was announcing, um, you know, the, the, the NIL announcement. You know, that, that, that was expected, and it came down. And, you know, I think that the EA Sports in advance of that had announced that, you know, we're, we're going to bring back the, the EA, you know, the, the NCAA uh, uh, franchise, um, you know, at some point. And so, you know, they knew that that, that was coming um, and, and they, you know, they, they made that announcement, et cetera. Um, and, and that, you know, they sort of got the team back together. You know, it's like Vin Diesel getting the whole, you know, Fast and Furious team back together for one last job. But like, so, you know, I'm not sure why it would take, you know, multiple years uh, to, 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 to get the game uh, back together. Um, uh, so for, for me, you know, you, you know, but again, that, you know, that stuff's above my pay grade, uh, but I, I'm not sure, uh, you know, so anyway, I, I hope it's, it's, it's by this summer, but you know, I've been told that it's not going to be until the, the summer after that one. So I guess it would be the, you know, the, the summer uh, in advance of the 2023 season. Uh, so I, I guess we're going to have to keep playing the, uh, the, the you know the twenty you know NCAA fourteen game and, until then, um, which is fine. Um, but you know as soon as those guys can turn it around, uh, the better. And we you know hopefully they don't screw it up. So if, if if it's you know if it takes them a little bit longer to put out the correct game, that's fine. Um, you know and 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 good luck to them and Godspeed. Yeah, you mentioned you know the the memory card era days. I forgot about those. It was short lived. Where you would you would find somebody online on eBay, they would have the memory card that they would mail to you. So you'd buy it. And I don't know about for you, but for me, it would take like two weeks and then you would get the memory card in. And I tell you, I got burned one time, paid $30 for, for the memory card and nothing on it. It was just a blank memory card. But I also remember, you know, the days of, like I said, naming all the guys your own. I used to do it. And then there was one year and I'll never forget this story. I accidentally named a player wrong. There was like a spelling error. There was a typo. And it was the running back, Michael Turner, who used to play at Northern Illinois. Instead of uh, naming him Mike Turner, it was MJKE. And my friends used to just roast me about it because he was very a good running back on the game. And he would always like everybody wanted to run with him, but his name was spelled wrong. And then it got to the point where it was like, you know what? I'm not updating your rosters. You're not you're not coming to me and getting my new guy with Mike Turner as his actual name because you've talked too much shit to me. So now you're going to have to deal with it. But I, I used to be that go-to guy as well of like, oh, yeah, Melo has the memory card. Like he can 
he can do it. He's the guy. I, I felt like almost like a drug dealer in high school. I was actually a pretty good kid, but people would be like, hey, he's, he can get it. He can do it. And I remember having a, uh, like an NCAA football tournament, like a bunch of friends of us. Uh, we all got together and we were playing and they couldn't believe that I had like the named players. It was like 2006, I think with Brady Quinn and uh, they couldn't believe that, you know, Brady Quinn was on there, but it, it's definitely a fun time. And it's very consuming. Uh, I still can't believe that I have a PlayStation 3 that is running and can connect to the Internet and still name these players. Uh, but it is great. And I, we really appreciate you coming on to the show today, talking with us. Uh, we'll definitely have to do it again soon. Hey, appreciate you having me on, boys. Really appreciate it. Hey, thank Sorry you, Thor. That. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Later, boys. Take care. Uh, and, of course, here with us, uh, we also have some great sponsors to get to. And those of you that know us know that Big Country and I love Miners and Monroe. Uh, it's it's a great place for us to go find all kinds of different items. Shirts. I was looking at their website today. They have some really cool hats on there, too, where you can actually get, like, the old vintage beer hats. I don't drink Miller Lite. But I do like their hats. And you can find them at Miners and Monroe. Use that code MikeTup10. Save yourself 10% off at checkout. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs, including any accessories. No reserved auctions every single week on Gunspot. On Gunspot. On Gunspot. Let me go ahead and mess that up twice. I apologize, Mike. But Gunspot.com, that again, place for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions. The best part about the website as well is that there is no extra fees or hidden fees when you go to check out. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger can arise. Make sure you're in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do that with Gunspot.com. All right, let's get into uh, some of our Super Bowl takes. We've been waiting all week. And I know it's Super Bowl week, and I, I think a lot of people are very excited about like talking about it all week long. I'm not that guy. Not that guy, pal. Yeah. But we are going to do it today. Today, I think, is the day to put out the predictions. And so much can change. You know, I've seen so many Super Bowls where a star player will get arrested, like the night before the Super Bowl. Or, you know, back to the Ray Lewis days. You got, like, accused of murder a couple days before the Super Bowl. But today is the day, and I've kind of put some of my picks out there. It's not like it's super top secret. I am rooting for the Los Angeles Rams. I don't even really know why. And it's not like um, I'm a jaded, like, oh, you beat the Chiefs, so I can't root for you. I liked the Bengals. Mm -hmm. It's because this is the way my brain works. I liked them until they were popular. Now people (laughs) like them and they're popular, and I'm off the bandwagon. Well, it's just how quickly everyone just over like exaggerates, hypes. like overhypes. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Just overhypes. And like people kind of started doing the same thing with Kansas City and have done the same thing with Kansas City. So like it got to a point too as a Chiefs fan I was just like, hey, like just shut up for a little bit. Like let's just enjoy the moment. Like you don't have to try and say like this is the next dynasty. Maybe we're just we've reached a point in the NFL where we don't know who's going you know, year in and year out. It's not Tom Brady or Bill Belichick and the Patriots anymore. That That's completely over with. Tom Brady's retired now. And so we, it's not like we have to go find the next Tom Brady. And it's like that's what everyone wants to do. It's what everyone wanted to do in the NBA, right? Michael Jordan retired. Who's going to be the next Michael Jordan? Here's Kobe. Who's going to be the next Kobe? Here's LeBron James. Who's going to be the next LeBron? Just let it happen naturally. Like, let's just enjoy this moment of Cincinnati making the Super Bowl overcoming everything they did in the offseason. They sucked two years ago, number one pick. Boom, now you're in the biggest game of the year. You look at the Rams. 
You left St. Louis. You come to L.A. You've gone to the Super Bowl twice now in that four-year time span. And you sit here and you look at it and go, you've done it in a way that nobody else has, and that is just by getting rid of all your first-round draft picks and getting superstars and trading for them and making the most out of it. I know I've kind of said this earlier in the week, but I don't really have a rooting interest as well in either of these teams. Like I think this might be the first time I've ever watched Super Bowl and not had like a team that I was rooting for initially from the start. Like even before Kansas City yeah. came on their kind of their run here the last three years or so. Just I haven't. Just I think it's kind of the one year where I'm more neutral and just maybe hoping whoever wins is like I'm happy for that team and organization. That's a lot of people. And obviously with the Super Bowl, it's like the most watched event ever. Mm-hmm. Every year. And, but I think you have to choose a rooting interest. Even if you're a casual fan. And you're like, yeah, I don't really care. It just makes the game better. Right? And if you struggle to to find a rooting interest, and you're like, oh, I kind of like both teams, both uniforms are good, bet on the game. <laughs> you want to become a fan of somebody, put some money down on it. I'm going to have to, and I don't know who I'm going to do it <laughs> Even on. Even if it's, you know, 50 bucks, it will make you a huge fan of that team. Same day. Now, of course, it's kind of hard to do that in some places, Missouri being one of them. Uh, but I think we all are aware there are definitely workarounds. I like Matt Stafford. And honestly, I saw – I think his wife was doing some, some media hits and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, met. They, they met at the University of Georgia. I forgot how much I loved Matt Stafford at Georgia. So I saw him in that jersey. I saw his uh, college highlight clips the other day playing on the TV, and I was just like, man – I remember yeah. watching him play at Georgia and people just hyping him up and talking about it. And then when he got drafted by Lions, like I do remember that. It was just, I think that was the first time I had seen a quarterback go from college to the NFL and knew exactly who he was, where he was from. Oh, really? And how good he could potentially be. Mine? I mean, what was that, like 09, 010? 010? I don't remember. My, my first one that that happened for me was Peyton Manning. Really? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I guess I should say Jamarcus Russell. I was in fifth grade. I was hanging out with a buddy who was a – we were in fifth grade. We went to Kansas City, and it just happened to be around the draft. And I remember the Raiders taking Jamarcus Russell. Because, and the reason I knew about him was because he could throw a football 80 yards sitting on his knees. And us fifth graders thought, we can do that. We threw the ball maybe 10 yards <laughs> from, like, Little League football. And we are just like, yeah, like actually, we, that's, uh, that's very difficult. When we set up those cones, and you're like, that's 40 yards? <laughs> yeah. Oh my Surprisingly, God. it wasn't me that was like, oh, I can throw it that far. Yeah, but even, you know, running. like People forget how far, like, 40, 50 yards is. Uh, yeah. There, I mean, I'm not taking, like, a shot at you. I've worked with so many people over the years to be like, yeah, I can throw a ball 60 yards. It's like, no, you can't. You cannot throw a ball 60 yards. I know you see these NFL guys do it with ease where, like, all of them can hit 60. There are not very many people walking around that can throw a ball 60 yards. Yeah. And Matt Stafford was definitely one. I remember his, like, his pro day combine, whatever it was, of, like, watching his arm and being like, we haven't seen anything like this since, like, Elway. Yeah, but I mean, he did. He had a, a very special arm. It, it was it was the 2009 draft where he came out. Sweet, uh, but I did, I loved him at Georgia. I I do worry about him turning the ball over though. I, I had him I on think, my fantasy team, and I, I will tell you, the <laughs> dude turns the ball over a lot. And it, it's not even like oh, I threw one interception today. Like that happens, but it will be like two interceptions, three interceptions. 
there was a we were talking about the betting a little bit ago. I had a dream last night that like one of the first plays of the game is almost a pick six. <laughs> and if that yeah. happens, I'm a fucking time traveler. Because it was like a very vivid dream of me sitting in Gasano's watching the game and like, oh shit, that ball almost got intercepted. And if I remember correctly, it was Joe Burrow that threw it and almost got intercepted. It was like Boy, that would have been a rough start to the Super Bowl. And there are a lot of prop bets, too. We were talking even with Thor about some of the prop bets that are out there. It's wild. Uh, you know, you can go to a place like BetMGM, FanDuel. There are a ton of different places that you can do it. Uh, there are a lot of prop bets out there, though. Uh, let's get uh, prediction time, though. I said I'm going to be rooting for the Rams. And I will say I think they win the game as well. Where it gets tricky those damn guys in Vegas are so good at their job. They set the line at uh, three and a half. And I don't know if it's going to be – I think it's going to be a close game. I don't – even my official score prediction, uh, our guy Corey that I work with at the Draft Scout asked me for mine earlier in the week. And I think I said 28-24. That's I right. Also, a lot of people get excited about overs in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to take the under. Usually that first half is pretty boring. So I'm going to go 28-24, Rams win, and I just honestly, I hope it's a good game. I hope no. it's not a blowout. I know a lot of people have even been throwing around the term like team of destiny for the Bengals. I'm kind of that guy. I don't like the happy ending to a story. <laughs> I like when the juggernaut wins and it's like, actually, sorry, Coach Carter, your team sucks and you lost. Like Friday Night Lights, the movie. Uh-huh. I was they say go that. to the state championship. And they're having like this dream season and come back and everything. And then they fucking lose. That was the first time I had watched a movie and it did not have a happy ending. It was and like a sports honestly, movie and it shocked me. That's why it's one of my favorite sports movies. Because sports is pain. It's not always all, you know, good, happy hugs at the end. There's a loser. And it doesn't matter if you have some sappy good story. You can get your ass kicked on the football field, too. <laughs> and it happens more often than not. Even my favorite football movie, The Program, they, they were not this like amazing team that just went on and won every game and won a national championship. Uh, I, me and uh, my friend Dead Dan, we once played a drinking game to the movie Coach Carter, and it was drink every time they miss a shot. His team, we did not get drunk. Oh, wow. It's like they missed like two or three shots the whole movie season. <laughs> yeah, it's like this was lame. <laughs> but we couldn't play the drinking game of every time they make a shot. It, so we had You wouldn't have made it to the middle of the movie. <laughs> no. So I, I'm going 28-24 Rams. I do think they spoil this kind of dream season the Bengals are having. Yeah, the over-under right now is set at 48 and a half. Um, if I had to do a score prediction, I think I would go 23-27. And I'd take the Bengals. Yeah. And so you're right there. Uh, yep. Would you say 23 to 27? Yep. I yeah. just keep thinking the Bengals are going to find a way to once again scoop by. I said it in, in the interview with Thor, but like they've just done it all preseason, or not preseason, postseason playoffs here. And it's just a situation. Uh, if you look at what they did in the regular season, it was just slowly starting to figure things out. And then you think they would, and they would have a real bad loss, a real bad week. And it was just like, man, what's going on? And boom, they hit the playoffs. And everything's just clicking for them, and they're rolling. They're confident. Uh, I think I saw a video. I don't. I don't know why I keep saying I think I saw a video. I literally saw the video on Twitter 
and all the Bengals players are just kind of walking around in LA and they reach to these like poles, like uh, barricade poles that come in. Yeah, like they've closed the road off. Yes. Uh, and they all just went through the same one because they're like, oh, don't split up. Like, don't go between separate poles. Go through the same one. You know, just like anything bad luck they're trying to avoid. I think it kind of pays off this week. I didn't even know that was a bad luck thing. I didn't either. I do it all the time. Yeah, that's probably why we know more. Yeah, yeah now we know. Yeah. But that that was one, like, the, you know, don't walk under a ladder or whatever. Uh, so we have our predictions. We're a little bit opposite. Uh, you're going Bengals. I'm going Rams. Yep. Score prediction about the same. Uh, what about passing leaders? Uh, this, these are a couple other prop bets that you can get into with the game. Who do you think leads the game in passing yards? In passing yards, I'm going to go Matthew Stafford. I am too. I, I, <laughs> I still think that they're going to air it out. And even, you know, like Thor was saying, I think getting a guy like Joe Mixon involved early in the game, I agree with that. I do think they will, whether it is through like the screen game or even the rushing game. But I think they're going to kind of ease into it. I think they'll do like almost even their scripted plays. I'm like, all right, let's just figure out what the defense is doing here. But I think it might be a little bit of a, a slower start for the Bengals. Not a bad start, but I think they kind of take their time with it. And, you know, honestly, they haven't been putting up a lot of points. When, when you look at what they've done and some of the scores for, throughout the playoffs, they're not putting up a lot of points. So I will go Matt Stafford. In this one, on the flip side with the running game, I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. I, I like the Rams running backs, but it is still kind of a uh, a running back by committee almost that, they, that they're using there. So I, I do think that the Bengals, again, use Joe Mixon often. Even in that Chiefs game when it wasn't very successful, I think he still had more than 20 carries. Yeah, and the, I mean, Thor pointed out too is when you look at the Bengals, they always run on first down, and then after that, it just kind of stalls. It doesn't necessarily stall at the drive. They just like, okay, Joe Burrow, now make something happen, and it's been kind of a recipe for success for him so far in the playoffs. But I do wonder here in the Super Bowl if the Rams take advantage of that, or if the Bengals go, hey, we've been doing this. Everyone knows play action here in the middle of the game. Let's hit a deep shot to somebody, and it's like, oh shit, the one time they don't run, this is going to be insane. So looking at this. I know I was kind of, when I was talking to Thor, I was, you know, had asked, like, do you think Joe Mixon could be, you know, a threat in the running game? And I do think he could be. But for some reason, I just think Cam Akers is going to have some sort of day where he has at least one big explosive play. And we're all like, oh, my God, this is the guy, that, you know, just had an Achilles surgery. He's back, looking to be so explosive. And then that's going right. to be probably about the one explosive play we see on the ground. Because I do think this is going to be a very pass-happy game. Yeah, I do, too. I, I think both coaches will almost look to the strength of their team and be like, yeah, we're going to air it out. And yep. that's what's going to happen there. Uh, Cam Akers, I, I do love his story. And the fact that he's done it this year. It's not like, oh, yeah, he came back from an Achilles that he tore last year. It was within this season. It's absolutely remarkable what he's done so far. Uh, the next one is uh, receiving yards. Who do you think is going to lead the the sorry the game <laughs> in receiving yards? I about said the week, and then I about said the league. Both true, I guess. Um, but I am going with Cooper Cup. I'm going to go with T. Higgins. I think this is one of those deals where the Rams want to make sure they slow down. They don't allow Joe Mixon to be a threat in the passing game as well. They want to slow down the running game. And we all know about Jamar Chase. And I think T. Higgins is going to be the guy who is the big body target that Joe Burrow is going to have to get his ball out, get the ball out quickly, Ooh. easy Tiger, because of the pass rush from the Rams. Get it to the big buy receiver T, whether he's, you know, along the sideline, middle of the field, 
just give him an opportunity to go get it. So I think he sees a lot of targets and then has a couple big plays as well. If he can't get the Rams to miss a tackle, he's gone up the sideline. Another prop bet. First touchdown of the game. Uh, you can go to different betting outlets and find different uh, lines on these. This is another really fun bet, though, because it will get you very excited very early on in the game. Uh, so I put a little bit of money on this one, too. I'm going with Sony Michelle. I Ooh. I think this is honestly this is just a luck thing. Uh, nobody really knows. Like maybe you could put it on a you know like a kick returner. Be like, yeah, this might be the first one. I think Jamar Chase is probably going to be a high better for first touchdown. But I do think that the Rams probably find a way down towards the red zone, and Sony Michelle gets to punch it in close. I'm I'm not predicting like some big shot. I think Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup are probably the popular bets, but I I feel like it's it's going to be one of these running backs. I'm going with OBJ. I think this is I could see them kind of getting here in the the red zone and like they're going to go to Cooper Cup. They're going to go to Cooper Cup. Like watch the running back. So I'm going to catch out of the backfield. Nope. OBJ on a slant. Back to the old New York Giant days. Stafford's going <laughs> to zip that puppy in there. Boom. Tutty. Yeah, you and I are, are like almost opposite <laughs> on everything. It's kind of nice, <laughs> a little different, change of pace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, it is, it's just fun to put some money on some of this stuff. But now some of the other just kind of ridiculous stuff that you can actually put money on that has nothing to do with the players, Gatorade color is a huge one. And I, I know that even in our rundown, you have orange, you're predicting the Bengals win. Exactly. <laughs> and there you go. And I think with some – I have blue. I'm just guessing. Again, I don't know. I have the Rams winning, but I think a lot of times we tie that Gatorade color to the team color, mm-hmm. but that's not always true. What if they go opposite? Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's going to be a mind-boggling. Yeah, if I put money on blue, but the Bengals win? <laughs> they they do it before, though. They have I'm just going to put money on both, so it's a guaranteed win. I think I saw – I was looking at stuff last year, and I saw that a lot of teams don't use red Gatorade. Yeah, red Gatorade, too, it's too uh, filling. Well, it's and it stains, too. Yeah. So I, I think I think it was red. Don't, like, take my advice on betting. <laughs> it's going to be, like, Ever. freaking red. Here's, <laughs> right. the, here's a question for you. What Gatorade color would you have on the sideline? I do like the red Gatorade. Yeah, I would, you're playing. You're playing basketball. You know your little pickup game. You get done. You walk over, grab a Gatorade. You're wanting a red Gatorade. Yeah, <sighs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's just too. It's like too filling or too strong of a taste. Like the body armors, I can't drink those on a hangover. It's too heavy. The body armor my stomach. Thick. That that's Viscous. what I'm trying to look for. That's how the red uh-huh. feels. The light blue. I don't know. Just. Slides on it. I do like the light blue. What were you going to say? No, go ahead. No, that was it. Just Just suck it down. (laughs) As you tell our waiter at Old Chicago frequently. Uh, (laughs) A little behind the scenes. Not even behind the scenes, just life. (laughs) It's right there. Life is big country. I do like the the light blue. It's a good one, too. I tell you, I'm old enough to remember when it was just yellow. And I do think that the lemon lime yellow Gatorade, maybe it's because I've had so much of it, it's the worst flavor. Yeah, I never liked it. Was that that was the original flavor, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah I and never I, liked it. 
As a kid, I did, but I. Do you know the best tasting Gatorade? Out of those little the the tall skinny bottles that have the twist lid, and you squirt it out. Gatorade tastes the best out of those. Really? Yep. Get you get you a little one of those light blue Gatorades with the twist off cap. Yeah. And it gets you one with the squirt cap, and you tell me which one tastes better. I'm familiar with the squirt caps. Yeah. It is like I'm not even questioning it because I know like the container with that it is in definitely changes the taste. Yeah. Especially with beer. Beer out of a bottle, a can, and a draft, you could get Bud Light all three and they will all three taste different. Yeah. Bud Light out of an aluminum bottle is my favorite. Any I do beer like out the of aluminum, aluminum bottle. bottle is phenomenal. Yeah. I'm also, you may not know this about me, tell the truth Friday. I'm a big fan of eliminating plastic bottles and going to all aluminum. Yeah, I don't understand why that hasn't already happened, to be honest. Me either. Why? Well, I, I know that. Like, I don't understand how we realized plastic was bad for the earth and we said, make more. <laughs> right? And more. Like, That's fine. Like, what? No. <laughs> no. Shit like, takes forever to decompose. It'll be fine. I we'll can't get a straw then. at a restaurant, but I can buy a 40 pack of plastic water bottles. <laughs> just, I, and I hate the paper straws. Like, yeah, I know they're terrible. You just we're just going to put paper and water or any type of liquid and go fuck it if it's getting soggy. No, yeah. that, the bottom of that straw gets blown out, and then you can't drink out of it. <laughs> and it's it's, it's also thick. Yes, I it taste. It's got a weird taste. Life hack: I bought some washable, reusable straws. Yeah, restaurants do the same freaking thing because my, my daughters love drinking out of a straw, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm not. I try to do pretty well most of the time. So I felt bad buying all these plastic straws. So I bought them for stocking stuffers, new straws. They are actually really good. You can get that on Amazon, and they're only like two bucks. I've seen people buy straws that uh, you can like pull apart and then like – it's pretty much like they fold Collapsible. Up. Thank you. Man, look at you, dog. Appreciate you. <laughs> Get and, me on Wordle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to this morning. You were no help. No. <laughs> but like a collapsible straw is exactly what I was looking for. And they put them on like keychains. So they take their straw everywhere. I thought it was a little weird. But at the same time, it's like, I guess I kind of respect that. Yeah. It's a move for sure. Uh, another prop bet that you can do is not whether or not Big Country and I have uh, straws is the coin toss. And I have always been and always will be. A heads guy. Yeah. Every time. Heads the best. Heads the best. And that's what I'm – I know there's the old saying, tails never fails. We've seen it in the playoffs. It does fail. I'm going heads on this one. Yeah, I'm going heads too. And I've, I've said this several times to you off air and on air when we're on radio. And now that I'm on a podcast, I can say it in the way that I originally heard it. Pat McAfee, when he first started the show as a podcast, listened to it all the time, loved his shows. He had a guest on and the guy was like, hey – I'm betting heads because I'm always betting on my own dick. And it was like, wait, what? Like, that's weird. And at the same time, he's like, I'm not betting on anyone else but myself taking heads. And I've lived by that since. And I don't think I've lost a coin flip since I, it's been about two years now. That might be one of the dumbest things I've ever It is heard. very dumb. I will agree. <laughs> Saying it out loud in the story, it was like, hey, bub, that's a little bit unnecessary. But that was <laughs> right. a story that I had Which heard. also makes no sense at all. Zero. Again, that's something else I really <laughs> as telling the story. But I have gone by that, and I have won my coin flips. So. All of them. Betting on heads, dog. <laughs> yeah, because you, you have a penis. Got a penis. What does a girl do, though, if she wants to? Or I wouldn't even say that. What's somebody without a penis do? If Do they have to go tail? You just got to have a different mindset. Wow. 
sounds pretty discriminatory to me. I don't think so. I'm trying to leave that to be as diverse as possible. You know what? You you think your own way. It's open. open The reason why I always choose heads is actually because I did like a like a third grade or something like science fair project, Mm -hmm. and we like part of our. I don't even remember what my own project was, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Part of our grade was we had to go around and give a grade to, like, three other groups. And one kid did heads or tails. like, And he did I, – I think that he, he flipped a quarter, like, 500 times and recorded every tab. And it was, like, 60% heads. Now, that was just some kid in, like, a third-grade classroom doing it. But I was like, oh, wow. And he talked about, like, the weight, which I think is actually – like incorrect looking back at it because I do think the weight of the head side is heavier. So it actually lands tails more. But the reason why I pick heads is because that fucking third grade science fair. Project. Would it actually be the tail sides heavier? Cause it flips the coin down and heads. is. I up. think, but I think they actually say that the head side is heavier. So it's, it tails up more often. But this kid, again, he's a third oh, grader. Oh. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> The the tail side was. I guess we'll just have to get a quarter for ourselves and flip it five hundred times. It was like fifty nine percent. Actually, got a quarter. Give me a second. It it, when he said that, I I even thought like, okay, this is something I'm carrying with me for the rest of my life. It makes a little bit more sense than your bet on my own dick comment that you made. That was a little unnecessary. (laughs) I got a quarter right now. Call it near. Uh, Heads. (laughs) Tails. I also got a, I know a little cheat code and flipping the coin to get it to land on what I want every single time. Do you? Yep. What is it? So right now you put that tails up. I'll flip it. Catch it. Boom. Heads. Didn't work. It works <laughs> <laughs> every time. That's the thing. It's a game of chance. Just like some of these other prop bets. Uh, last prop bet for you before we get into a little basketball is the national anthem. Usually it's set at um, like a Almost two minutes. This year, it's a minute 35 seconds is what I found it out this morning. I'm going to over on that one. That seems pretty quick. And, again, these people are very smart. Like, they will go and they'll break down the tape of the last time this person sang the national anthem and how long it went. So they get a pretty accurate reading on it. I just I usually go with the over. It feels like with the Super Bowl, um, even when you look at your past times for the national anthem – you're going to hang on to it a little bit longer in the Super Bowl. You're yeah. going to get a little bit nervous. There might be some little extra pauses. So this is a bet that I always go over. Didn't you guys bet on the national anthem when we were in uh, Tennessee watching the Chiefs game? Or maybe it was my buddies at the Bills game. They had I, said, I think they had made a bet. <laughs> and so like as the national anthem's happening, they're like, oh, my God, here comes the bomber. And it was like, national anthem, just hold the note, hold the note, hold the note. And she did. And everyone's like, Chiefs. And she's still like, Bray. Yeah, it was freaking hysterical. Yeah, I, I do. I do like to bet the over on this one. And I think it, it's been the over like 16 years in a row. So people are kind of like, oh, it's not that hard of a bet to do. Well, uh, that's a guarantee win then. Start off strong. Until it's not. Yeah. <laughs> until it's not. There was a part of me that wanted to take the under on this just because I do wonder if this is the year where the, the singers are aware of it because it has been a hot topic for like the last three or four Super Bowls. I'll tell you what they need to do is – the NFL, or I don't even know what channel the game's on, Who, whatever channel it's on, NBC, I think, they need to embrace the betting on this stuff. And, yes. like, give us a bottom line. Like, if NBC partnered with BetMGM, 
and they gave you like live spreads and you know first half overs and things like that and then for the national anthem not to take away from the performance but let's put a clock in that corner oh 100 percent. it is that coverage is nbc it's gonna be 80 degrees inglewood california yeah any rain i hope it's there's it's a covered stadium so they're fine anyway actually yeah it's cloudy yeah. L.A., dude. <laughs> yeah. Weather's always perfect. Exactly. Also always perfect is the happy hour at Club 609, starting at 2 o'clock and running until 8 o'clock. It is a pretty popular place. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, Big Country. Valentine's Day is on Monday. Oh, and snap. a lot of people will be celebrating that this weekend instead of Monday night. So probably a good idea to maybe even call ahead, try to get yourself a reservation at Club 609 for that phenomenal happy hour. It runs from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. And because it is Valentine's Day, I'm assuming you're probably going to be traveling somewhere doing something special for your loved one. Make sure your oil is changed and your tires are serviced. You Make that sure done. you're lubed up for Valentine's Day. Exactly. Look at you, dog. You, know? you can get lubed up at downtown lube located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, 1st and Main Street. It's not a matter if, it's a matter when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. Get that taken care of here at downtown lube. Get that, get that dipstick in there. <laughs> Think with your dipstick, Gemini. You're going to be traveling. Get your oil changed. It's always good to just regular get it checked. Yeah. yeah. You know, take it and get it serviced. 100%. Make sure everything's firing on all cylinders. Uh, we also had the NBA trade deadline yesterday to where when we ended this show yesterday, there was not much going on with it. There were a lot of rumors. And then I, I swear that when we were done sitting at lunch, then everything started happening. And the biggest trade is obviously going to be the James Harden for Ben Simmons trade. Uh, but it was it was so much more, honestly. And I don't like James Harden. I don't like Ben Simmons either. I cannot believe everything the Nets got in this trade. Yeah. The 76ers end up getting James Harden. But the Nets ended up getting Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks for James Harden. And I think there was another big in there, too. The website, I'm on NBA.com, and that's what they have as a trade. But I was I was shocked to see that this trade actually went down because the big NBA reporters were saying it's not going to happen. It won't happen. And then credit to Brian Windhorst came out and said, nope, these two teams are definitely still talking. James Harden wants out. He hasn't. Uh, demanded a trade, but he has let them know he wants out and he wants to go to Philly. So, and again, I know we've talked about it at length. I think this is a good trade for both teams. I was just surprised at everything that the Nets were able to get alongside Ben Simmons. Yeah, and I mean, I'm right there with you after, you know, I know I explained at the beginning of the show too, but just once you really explained it and broke it down, for me, it was like, okay, that actually makes a lot of sense for both of these teams. So good on him. And I do wonder if uh, James Harden was just kind of disappointed um, by the nightlife in New York. You know, the, the gentleman clubs just did not live up to the hype that Houston had. So maybe it's like, you know, let's just see what Philly has. Let's just kind of mix it up. I wonder if he's wanting to get his jersey hung in the rafters at another. I, I did see people tweeting yesterday, like, hey, if we could let James know the best strip clubs in Philly. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and have a bold hunch here. I bet he already knows him. Oh. I bet he it has. It does make me wonder, how many strip clubs does this guy go to? I bet that there are you know roughly thirty in the NBA cities that he is <laughs> very aware of. Anytime he's he on. loves playing Miami, yeah, 
Was it Houston where he's got his jersey hung up? Or yeah. Was it Atlanta? No, it was. Uh, pretty sure it was Houston. Houston was James Harden. Atlanta was oh Hot Wings. Uh, yeah. What the heck? Yeah, he broke the curse for Atlanta. Right. So the yeah, NBA it. Players, Why can't I remember his name? No strip clubs. I don't. I don't blame him. I don't want to sound judgy. I actually like going to those establishments. <laughs> but uh, with James Harden, I do think it's a great fit. And I don't. I don't think you got to see like the NBA. They did their All Star Game mock drafts last night, and I am starting to get more into the NBA. And on a Thursday night, watching Ernie, Chuck, Kenny, and Shaq, those guys are absolutely hilarious. And I love that they really tell it like it is. If they have an opinion, they're going to share it. And last night, Kevin Durant and LeBron James were drafting the All Star team uh, with their starting lineups, and then they got into the reserves. And Charles Barkley, just his ability to say almost anything and get away with it is phenomenal. But watching those two guys draft last night and then seeing James Harden go last in that draft, mm-hmm. I was actually laughing out loud. I, I was telling our buddy Cole about it last night. I was watching, and at first it's like, this is pretty boring. There is nothing going on. LeBron does a really good job of trying to like play it up, and he's energetic. Kevin Durant. They literally asked him a question, and his answer was no. And then he just sat there. It's like, dude, you you signed up to do this. You knew yeah. you were going to be drafting. Give us a little bit of life. That's why like, I can't stand when players are just like, oh, I hate the media. Like, You also lean into it, but at the same time, find a spot to just show a little bit of like emotion and character. Yeah, if he's going to be hurt and not like excited to do the draft or whatever – Give it to Giannis, like whoever the third place focus yeah. was. You know, get somebody else in there. And I know it's not like this big primetime spot, but it was like a 30-minute TV hit that they did. And if he is hurt, like, yeah, maybe next man up because he's not even playing in this game. And, but it was Charles Barkley that was mentioning James Harden and Ben Simmons that, uh, you know, James Harden hasn't been too healthy lately. I'm sure he is now. <laughs> I'm sure Ben Simmons – figured out everything that he needs to mentally, and Mental's they will be ready to cleared go. up. It's so crazy how it happens. But I, I did love that reaction of them drafting the players, and then they get to the reserves. And I think it was like Dejounte Murray gets drafted with James Harden still on the board. And I thought, are they really going to do this? Are they going <laughs> to have him be the last pick? And again, I think LeBron did a great job of even playing into it, knowing like I'm going to make you take it. I'm either going to get him with the last pick or I'm going to make Kevin Durant draft James Harden. Kevin Durant would not do it. Nope. I, I think he, he got like every center in the game and still was like, don't want a guard. Give me another. Big I'll take Rudy Gobert. <laughs> That's also, how he ended it too. He's like, I just, we really need some size and length and uh, some defensive ability. So Right. Even though I think they – I know he has Joel Embiid and I think he, had, he got another one, like Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> yeah, he has Embiid, Towns, and Rudy Gobert. Good luck getting into the paint. <laughs> yeah, just protecting the rim. Just put them all out there at the same time. Uh, but it, it was fun to watch that. And again, hats off to LeBron, too, because he did a very good job. And uh, he could even feel the pressure of Kevin Durant. And again, Charles Barkley not being afraid to answer those questions. <laughs> it's good to have those dudes on a Thursday night. It is. And like Charles Barkley, man, I. I'm sure he knows it, but, man, that dude is just a national treasure for television, especially that show. Even with Shaq, yep. like I know a lot of people look at Shaq and like, oh, Shaq gives us reactions. 
a lot of that is stirred up because of Chuck. Yep. And it's just so fantastic. I actually don't like Shaq on the show. Really? I like Shaq when he is excited about something. But yeah. like, you can very much tell if he doesn't want to talk about something or if he doesn't care. Like he just he's very monotone, he mumbles. If you can get him excited about it, it's good. Or get him and Chuck arguing with each other, it's usually pretty good. But I also I grew up on the days where Shaq wasn't a part of it. Yeah. Kenny Smith pretty underrated too. Very much so. I really like Kenny. I think Kenny brings the whole dynamic of like the true analysis of like <laughs> right. actually taking this serious. Yeah. We'll let Chuck goof around. Ernie keep everything organized. Shaq, you're just you're a big dude. Charles <laughs> brings everything with like just how he feels in heart. There's <laughs> yeah. he has no analysis of like, hey, who do you think's gonna win? I like the Spurs. <laughs> I'm gonna pick them. <laughs> and which sometimes is right. Uh, but then you'll have Kenny Smith that does break it down. We also had the NFL honors last night, and I didn't watch it because I was consuming basketball content. But I did see the pictures of Aaron Rodgers. I don't know, man. Yeah, you cut your hair, dog. It's so bad. Maybe his lady likes it. I, I don't and know. And if, hey, if I had a lady like that and she said, I like your hair, I ain't cutting it. But guess what? I ain't got no hair. <laughs> Not a problem <laughs> for you. But even like the. The brownish looking suit that he's wearing. It almost looks like he has like hair product all the way through. Yes. Like if you're going to have long hair, like, I don't have long hair, I'm losing a lot of it myself. Like it didn't look like there was a flow to it. Right. Like yeah, there should be flow. Let that let us go. Uh, but there's not. It's like he has hair product all the way through. It, where he's, he's starting to look like, uh, I saw a lot of people tweeting last night, starting to look like a bit of a used car salesman. Oh my God, one hundred percent. Yeah. Or what is that type works. of material called? It's got the thick lines in it. Uh, corduroy. Corduroy. Cor- yes. Yeah, I get corduroy. it. Corduroy. It is. He's got a corduroy suit on. That's what that was. <laughs> was it really? Yes, I'm zoomed in on it right now. Yeah. Dude looks like a freaking seventies used car salesman. If you need someone to play that in a movie, that is Aaron Rodgers last time accepting that award. And his hair, it almost looks like like a young Willie Nelson stoner hair. Like, just like, hell yeah, man, letting it flow, bro. And it almost just, like, is not washed either. Yeah. He's, and he's so good on the field. He Very. Really yeah, I he know can throw the hell He can spin it. Obviously. He just won his fourth MVP. But there's just a lot of question marks going on around this guy. Do and we, where he'll end up. Do we overlook the, in, the NFL MVP award? Uh, I this year it was just it wasn't very exciting. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just kind of been that like even when Mahomes won, I was like, yeah, Mahomes, like boom, there it is, give it to him. You just you kind of know, yeah, almost. But even with like Lamar Jackson was exciting. Mahomes I, was an exciting season at least. We didn't know who was going to win it, but yeah, like last night, I wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to tune in to watch this award show. Uh, who was Cooper Cup won Offensive Player of the Year? Mm-hmm. Saw that one coming. T.J. Watt won Defensive Player of the Year. Saw that one coming. Uh, did Joe Burrow, I think that he probably won Comeback Player of the Year? I don't actually know for sure. Uh, he did, yes. Yeah, but I saw that one coming as well. And so I didn't watch any of the NFL Honors stuff. And I saw that they announced some of the Hall of Fame guys, too. Like I'm not up in arms about like, oh who got snubbed. I, I think with some of the NFL Honors, you knew who was getting it, the MVP, 
even like nobody else really earned it this year. They're not giving it to a receiver. And then the other award awards, like I said, very predictable last night. Yeah, no joke. And the one thing that did uh, kind of strike an emotional chord with me was uh, Andrew Whitworth, that little speech that he gave. And I know our guy Brooks sent it to us this morning, but I, I watched it when we first got in here and sat down. And, man, it was kind of a little bit of a <laughs> – it got dust in here pretty quick. Did you I didn't actually watch it. So Andrew Whitworth wins uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year. It was awesome. And he said early in the season when they played – the Lions, after the game, a player ran up to him and just kept sprinting. And he was like, oh, my gosh, like, who is this kid? You know, he's a rookie. And he's like, is this, like, one of my coaches like, a, or a player's son that's running up? And he's like, oh, hey, like, you know, my dad played with you at night. He's going to feel real old. And he goes, kid comes up to him and pretty much just said, hey, you're not going to remember me, but when you were in Cincinnati, you'd come to the Boys and Girls Club and you sat down and you would hang out with me and you would talk to me about life. And it was cool and I never forgot about it. And then at the very end, he goes, I made it with, I made it to the NFL. And I was like, oh, snap. And, like, just hearing him talk about it, I was like, that's, you know, that about got me this morning. That's not the kind of stuff I needed to see this morning. Yeah. Today was a hash browns and Sprite kind of morning. It very much was. The hash browns at Casey's, not so good. Everything else, breakfast burrito, breakfast pizza, delicious. I don't think I could have handled this morning. I would have thrown it up. <laughs> Tell the truth Friday. Yeah, that's true. Friday. Your flu game here. Uh, that is it for us today, though. Uh, Big Country and I will be back on Monday, Valentine's Day. hey Breaking down the Super Bowl and everything that happened. Probably the best commercials, too. Oh, 100%. I was, you know, I'm kind of over the commercials, too. I don't feel like, I feel like they've like been they're not very, funny anymore. They were not good last year at all, mainly We're, because Kansas City was getting their ass handed to them. But I just did not think the commercials were funny last year. Yeah, it, it could have been that. Or, you know, again, they're, like, targeting all audiences. Mm-hmm. Some of them – I feel like, honestly, most of the commercials are targeted for very casual NFL fans, women, and children. Yeah. So, you know, guys, for the most part, going to be watching the game, don't really care about the commercials. It's become very corporate in a way of, like, you just don't get to enjoy it anymore. It's just mm-hmm. – I, don't know, I feel like we know the money aspect of it too much. It's like being a kid and you have to hear your parents talk about bills. Don't want to hear about that. That's what it feels like now. Like, oh, that commercial cost you $5 million. That was a waste. That was very stupid of you. Yeah. I haven't seen the prices this year on what it's going to be. but well, I bet probably I- will tomorrow. Oh, freaking Doritos paid about $4 million for a third second commercial. <laughs> freaking crazy. Right. Uh, all right. That is it for us. Don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show. Roper Kia, go check them out. Uh, look at them online. Take a look at their inventory. I was actually doing it yesterday. I almost bought a van yesterday, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, tell the truth, Friday. I'm looking for a conversion van. I, you know this, but our listeners don't. I'm looking for one, and I found one yesterday that was in very good shape and at a very good price, but it was 500 miles away. I went to cars.com, and I was like, let's see if we can find one here. And I put in my radius of like 50 miles away, all the specs that I wanted for this conversion van, found it, but then checked and they had updated my range. Like, oh, I can't find anything in your area, but there is one within 500 miles. I'm not driving 500 miles. Oh, let's road trip. Van. But I, I I'll, probably, t- I'll, I'll drive. I'll take my car and you drive the van back. I'll it's not it. worth it. Caravan, dog. I don't know that the van On was in road shape again. to make the 500 mile trek. So then that's not worth it, yeah. And yeah, and I'm also, if I want to do something, I have to think about it for months. 
That makes sense. Hey, start looking, dog. You yeah. found one, though, but there's another one. Yeah, I'll tell you, honestly, I could reach out to the guys at Roper Key and be like, hey, help me find a conversion van from 1998, and they, they could do it. They could help me do it. They could help you guys do it as well. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. As I said, thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you to Thor uh, for also coming on the podcast. And we will be back on Monday breaking down everything Super Bowl-related.